What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Coffee with a friend is like capturing joy in a cup. Welcome to the Coffee with Jenny B podcast, hosted by Jenny B, a lover of all things coffee. Each week, Jenny will chat about connecting over coffee, what brings her joy, and everything in between. A lot can happen over coffee, so grab a cup, sit back, and enjoy. Now, here's your host, Jenny B. Hello and welcome. This episode of the Coffee with Jenny B podcast is sponsored by CAA Manitoba, making bad days good and good days better. Today, I have a special guest. It is Colleen Wogamoff from Stone City Roasters in Steinbach. Now, I mentioned in a previous episode that coffee roasters are an important part of the coffee chain, and Stone City Roasters has become a new favorite local of mine. So welcome, Colleen. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So tell me, how did Stone City Roasters come about? Well, we have been drinking fresh roasted coffee for, that's, the, that's how I got started on coffee. My sister and her husband, they've been roasting coffee in California for 12 years. And so this has been part of the family. And in 2019, my brother-in-law approached us and was wondering if we were interested in something like that. And so that, because we love fresh coffee, the whole roasted part of it, he thought that that was something that we should look into. And we looked into it and never looked back. It's been so fun. How much work did it take for you to get it started? So it's not like all of a sudden you have this idea of, of creating this, this roasting company and then the next day it's up and running. So how much time did it actually take to get it off the ground? A long time because you have to do all this paperwork. You got to get it certified to the government regulations so that you can sell within retailers and the all the learning of everything, ordering and purchasing roasters and all your equipment. So yeah, it took a long time from the beginning of the idea to actually implement it and certified. It sounds like it's definitely a labor of love. Now you talked about getting the idea, but what is your why? Like why is this important to you and your husband Jay and your family? We are passionate about awesome coffee, but also people. And our purpose is to create belonging within the community through coffee. And when you have a cup of coffee, there's something about it that it connects you with people. If you're not sharing it with others, often you have a moment to reflect, think about your role in the world. And so it's just been the whole process of that. I love that because... That's what I'm all about. It's all about connecting over coffee and community. I mean, community is so important because it helps you find your purpose and it helps to support what you're doing. And do you find that you get that support in the community that you live in? Absolutely. If it wasn't for all of the Manitoba folks that are supporting us, we would not have a business. And we're just so incredibly thankful that people 
love our, our vision and our purpose and our coffee. Of course. And I love your coffee. Um, you. my, you're welcome. I haven't made a secret of the fact that Ethiopian coffee is my favorite. And so when mm-hmm. I, I tried yours, I loved it because it's a lighter roast, but for some reason, yours had a little bit more, I don't want to see darker overtones, but there was a little bit more of a richness in your Ethiopian blend. So what do you do in your roasting process to draw out those different flavors? I specifically, when I'm sourcing green beans, I look for green beans that will typically have a chocolate tasting note in there. And then we roast all of our beans, not all of them, almost all of them, to that specific profile to bring out those rich chocolate notes. And then we have our style of roasting is unique to a lot of roasters. And it makes for a very smooth, clean cup of coffee with our style of roasting. So you'll notice more of that richness mm-hmm. because of our style. So in, in other words, the, the chocolate base is, is sort of like the, the base to start with. And then you add, um, so for instance, with your blends, like your Berkeley blend, what do you mix? What different beans do you mix and do the roasting for each bean separate and bring it together? Or do you do it all at once? So tell me about that. We have chosen to roast all of them at once. And we have beans in that blend. We have beans from Africa. Central and South America. What what it does is we find the roast profile that will make it to the taste that we love. So we've tried some blends, roasted them, and I'm like, no, we got to change it and go a little bit darker or a little bit lighter. Mm-hmm. So that is what makes brings out the different taste within the roast is the depth and the length of your roasting. And now with your coffees, I love the different names of your coffees. So. Is it just you and Jay sitting over a cup of coffee and thinking, oh, so what should we name our next coffee? I mean, obviously, if it's a Brazilian coffee, it's from Brazil. But tell me about how what your creative process is. Well, our business name, Stone City, is actually a nod to the heritage of our community. Steinbach means Stony Brook. That's a direct translation from German. Oh, okay. Stony, Stony Brook is English. And so therefore, we named all of our blends after developments or streets within our community in Steinbach. And then one of the last blends that we've done, we actually put out a poll on Instagram and had our customers give us all their ideas. And from there, we took what we thought was the best for that specific blend. Okay, I love that idea. And, and especially when you talk about community, it's, it's going out to the community because they're the ones that are really enjoying your coffee. Yeah, it, they've, they've loved it. It's felt like they're part of it. Oh, that's wonderful. It's like, it's almost like a family that you're, yeah. um, that you're developing over coffee. Yeah, we love it. Yeah. I saw pictures on Instagram, of course, uh, Jay, as he's sealing all the bags. That must take a lot of work. So what, what does a typical day look like for both you and Jay when it comes to processing your coffee from start to finish? A typical day is he will start roasting. Like, first of all, he's blending it, then he's roasting it. And then from there, he puts it into a weighing machine and then it weighs out each bag. And then from there, we have to seal it. And it is, it's definitely all hand. We don't have huge equipment. It's lifting big 150 pound burlap bags muscle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's very, we're small and we're, and we like, we like that. Yeah, I guess being a small, small enterprise, it, you get a lot more control over the quality and the the process itself. Is yeah, that, and like, is that, yeah. yeah, 
me and Jay are the only ones that do the roasting. And we are the ones who taste different coffees every single day. And then that's our quality control. And because they are such small batches, we have a lot more control over the process as well. Okay. And on a typical day, how many bags of coffee would you produce? That all varies because it all depends on the type of order. Like when we have online or subscription orders, those take a lot longer Mm -hmm. than if we get an order for four different kinds. So that totally varies. Do you tend to concentrate on one particular blend or origin? So for instance, today we're just doing coffee from Brazil or today we're doing Berkeley blend or do you do you kind of mix it up? We actually roast based off of orders. So we don't pre-roast anything. Okay. We literally, we get an order and then we roast that order. Because we are a small batch, we don't have to do mass quantities and stock it. And then going into a market like today, we're going to Oak Ridge Farmer's Market. Well, we're mostly going to take Farmer's Market blend. Mm-hmm. So as soon as I'm done this Zoom call, I'm going out to start roasting Farmer's Market blend. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh my goodness. And you're a busy woman because not only do you have your your business roasting coffee, but you also have two young boys that probably take up a lot of your time. So do they get involved in the coffee business? They do. We started out with them doing, me and my boys, we did all the deliveries at the beginning of our business. Mm-hmm. And Damien would earn 10 cents a delivery. And we still periodically do that. We have a lot of our deliveries hired out. But Damien will also help with stamping our shopping bags for the market. He helps with stickering. And the littlest, the four-year-old, we try and keep him out of there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I can relate because my granddaughter is almost four and she can be a big help sometimes and sometimes not so much. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, too funny. Do you also get uh, the rest of the community in to help you? Uh, you mentioned that you hire out uh, people to deliver your copies, but Do they help in other ways? So for instance, when you're at a market, like you're going to the market today, do you get people to volunteer to help you? Or do you have a team that also works with you? We have for the markets, we did hire out just because I wanted to spend some more time with my boys this summer. Of course. And then going into our busy Christmas season, we, me and Jay will be doing the roasting, but we'll have someone doing most of the deliveries in the store stocking throughout the rest of the season. But we are small. It's typically just me and Jay and then one or two other people helping us with markets or deliveries. Um, speaking of your Christmas blend, so I didn't get a chance to try that l- last year. And I've heard all kinds of really good things, especially, you know, when I look at your uh, Instagram posts, how people can't wait to try it. So tell me about your Christmas blend. Oh, it's such a fun. It's a post-roast blend where I got the idea when someone said the word party mix. And I was like, how fun would that be to create a coffee that looked like party mix? And so therefore we roast a light roast, a Mm -hmm. medium roast and a dark roast. And we specifically picked those origins that would be the best enhancing of those flavors for those roast profiles. Okay. And then I love gold. So I got a pretty gold spoon. Once those three are roasted, we put them all together and we stir and stir and stir. And therefore we have the party mix that goes into our Christmas bags and the Merry Christmas blend was created. I love that. Now, it's not a flavored coffee, though, because I know sometimes I've ordered a, a Christmas blend and, and it's actually flavored. And I'm not a fan of flavored coffee. I just want that. Give me that pure coffee oil and that pure coffee flavor. So it's it's just pure coffee beans. It's pure. No, 
Yeah, okay. you don't want to take specialty coffee and put flavoring in it. That's where a lot of the flavored coffee that you can buy, they will have taken a bean that would not necessarily be delicious on its own okay. and added flavoring it. So yes, none of our coffee has flavoring. I want to talk about... Hi, it's Jenny. We'll get back to the show in a moment. But first, I invite you to check out my website, coffeewithjennyb.ca. That's Jenny with a G, where you'll find all the links to my episodes. You'll also find a variety of coffee gifts available for purchase, including my branded bag of Red Door Coffee Beans from Harrison's Coffee Company. As well, you'll find a link to join the Winnipeg Coffee Community Facebook group. I'll also be posting info about upcoming coffee tours and coffee nights. So keep checking my website for updates. You can also follow me on Instagram at Coffee with Jenny B. Now let's get back to the show. Your inspiration, you mentioned about the names of the coffee are from the various streets and locations in Steinbach. But when it comes to your coffee in general, where do you get your inspiration? My inspiration from our coffee would be, I love to cook. And when you cook, you're often creating delicious things within your dish. And so when I think about coffee, I think about what would taste good together when you're making a blend. And so that is where I would draw my inspiration from and I'll taste it. And there's sometimes you just actually can't describe. You can just notice there's something a little bit missing, like our farmer's market blend we had originally made it and I kept drinking it and I was sees a little bit something more. And therefore we added a small different African bean into it to just give it a little bit of spice. And then it was perfect. And so it's constantly critiquing it, trying it and just thinking, okay, what could make this even better? I know that a few people have mentioned that there's a science behind coffee. So it's almost like you're experimenting. And would you say that you have, I mean, they talk about having a nose for wine, so you can you can smell all the different components of a wine, but would you say that applies to coffee as well? You were talking about something missing. Yes, the coffee, with the whole experience of coffee, when you, when you talk about the tasting notes, it also is in the, the aroma when you grind the coffee, when you smell the coffee, when you're drinking it, all of that leads to the sensory of the, the fragrance and the tasting notes. So for instance, uh, speaking of your farmer's blend, so when you produce the farmer's blend and you're drinking it, it's, mm, there's something missing. Do you do like a, uh, like a cupping where you then slurp it and, and then see it and then add? And so it, it's not like all of a sudden, oh, it's this African bean that we need to put in there. Did you try a different number of different beans before you found the one that worked for you? No, this one particularly, I was like, I'm pretty sure Ethiopian will just add that extra zap to it. And that was all all we needed. All right. Good to know. Now, I want to talk about your, I guess, reach in Manitoba. And I guess it's not just Manitoba. Do Do you distribute outside of Manitoba? Currently, we're just in Manitoba. Okay. And how many retailers are you involved with right now? We currently have 39 retailers that are brick and mortar stores. Mm-hmm. And then we have six online platforms that they distribute our coffee within their online platform on top of those. Oh, that's great. So you have your own distributors in essence that help distribute your coffee then? Yeah, like good local and simply boxed and that style. Okay, yeah, that's good to know because, for instance, if people are unable to get to a store to buy it, they know that they can order it online either through your website or through these other platforms that sharing your coffee. So yeah, 
And so when it comes to finding a retailer to distribute your coffees, what are you looking for in terms of that relationship? Well, coffee is all but relationships. So you want to have a good relationship with the owner, the manager of the store. And then also you're looking for an area that is going to work well within your market. You need to have the right clientele who actually are interested in local and fresh roasted. So you're just kind of looking at the demographics as well. Okay, so that's important. And so it sounds like you do quite a bit of research when it comes to finding the the right retailer for you. We've been extremely lucky that we have had just fantastic opportunities within Manitoba with so many retailers. So we're very thankful. I actually bought your bag of Ethiopian coffee at Sobeys. So yeah, I was there one day and I saw your display and, and I was happy to see that. So would you say that Sobeys is a really good partner for you? Sobeys has been a fantastic partner. They are wonderful to work with. And now I want to talk about a new partnership that you've been involved in and It's with CAA Manitoba. So tell me how that came about. Well, that was such an exciting surprise. I got an email and she said, we would love to talk to you about carrying your coffee. And I remember going to Jay and I'm like, oh my goodness, they want to carry our coffee. (laughs) And then, but, but like it wasn't a done deal. So then I had to wait on pins and needles for a few weeks to have like a call together with them. And you know, in business, you kind of hold things loosely. And I tend to get quite excited about stuff. Mm-hmm. And so to make sure my heart doesn't get hurt, <laughs> I'll kind of loosely. <laughs> and I remember I got off the phone and I was like, Jay, they're really going to take us into all their stores and put us online. And we were so thankful just as without all these wonderful retailers, we really would not be where we're at today. Oh, yeah. And you know what? I'm like you as well. But whenever I get exciting news, I'm like, oh, and right away, I, I like it. Like you said, that heart pounding and pins and needles. And you're so excited. It's like you almost want it to will it to happen. And yeah. so I can, I can definitely feel that your excitement. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Once they uh, came back and said, okay, we'd love to carry your product in our stores. What was the next step for you? So then they placed an order and it was a large order, which we absolutely loved. And they streamlined it so wonderfully for us because they have a distribution center in Winnipeg. We roast the order and then we delivered it to the distribution center. And then they distribute it to all their stores within Manitoba. Okay, so that makes it easier for you instead of you having to deliver. It's just one, one, one stop. It does. It's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And what's the feedback been from the community with your involvement with CAA Manitoba? It's been great. People have been enthused about it and another place to find our coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Heading out? Take CAA along for the ride. Roadside assistance plus rewards insurance discounts, and much more. We've got you covered. Join today. CAA, making bad days good and good days better. I did an interview with Tim Scott, uh, who is the president of CAA Manitoba, and we were talking about the whole Manitoba Made collection. And he had mentioned that it's if people can't get into the stores to like their locations to buy it, they can order it online, which makes it a lot easier for people to be able to appreciate your coffees. Yes. Yeah. It's a very handy option. And they were their store in Brandon was our first beginning of getting our coffee into Brandon. Are you looking for other opportunities to distribute your coffee? Yes. We're always in the back of our mind but for our growth plan for a business. We would like to get into more, but we want to be strategic with how fast we've grown and just make sure that we don't do things that will all of a sudden hamper 
harvesting retailers. So we're just being careful and being methodical about it. Yeah, I can imagine that sometimes going too fast too soon can be exciting. But at the same time, it's I said yes to this. And now what? Not having to put yourself into that position. Yeah, I want to be able to always fulfill my commitments. So therefore, we have to pace ourselves. I want to talk about a Mother's Day special that you did earlier this year, and you had collaborated with a a number of local companies. Um, There was that candle that you had, and I thought it was absolutely beautiful. So do you have any plans on other, I guess, collections or coffee boxes, so to speak? Well, I'm hoping to do that for in December for our online. And then we're going to really focus on what we do best this Christmas season, which is roasting coffee. So we'll do our Merry Christmas blend. Mm -hmm. And then I will do a limited run. I'm hoping to do a limited run of these boxes in December. And then I'm also bringing in some something super fun for the third and bird Christmas market. Ooh, that's exciting. So don't tell us right now, because of course, (laughs) we have to be at third and bird to find out, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Wonderful. And so when it comes back to community, I want to circle back to that again. Community is so important because it's that support that you get. Because, you know, as you say, if the community didn't rally around you and support your product, you wouldn't be where you are today. Anything else you want to share about the community and the importance of that to you? I just want people to know how thankful that we are for how they have embraced us in so many communities throughout Manitoba. Mm-hmm. And I hope that through our the people that we're linking arms with when it comes to charities, that they can see that we really want to be a part of the community and do something bigger within the community. I love that because, you know, at the, at the end of the day, it's, again, community. And I mentioned about a family. They want to see you do well and want to cheer you on and, and be your, your biggest supporters. Yeah. Yeah. And so let's talk about your favorite ways of brewing coffee, because as you know, I follow you on Instagram and I see your posts all the time and you do a pour over and then you talk about the Chemex and you talk about French press and you talk about, I believe you might've mentioned something about a mocha pot as well. So what is your favorite method of brewing coffee? So my favorite way to brew coffee is with the Chemex, with the pour over. Mm -hmm. And the reason is, it's so incredibly pure. You will taste notes within the that coffee that you will not find when you do in a French press because a French press will muddle the notes a lot more because the, the grains are sitting in the water for four to six minutes. But what is super fun you can do at home is it's called a coffee flight. So you take the exact same coffee and you brew it three different ways and then you try them all. And that's going to allow you to taste totally different coffee tastes between all the different types of brewing. Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay. You had mentioned earlier about food, that food plays a big part of it. So would you recommend uh, different types of food to to have with each one or just leave it as just tasting the coffees on their own? Just tasting the coffees on their own is more of a way to get an accurate taste of what the coffee actually tastes like. Because once you add in food... It totally changes the sensories within your mouth as to what the coffee actually tastes like. Mm -hmm. So therefore, if you want to get truest form of what the coffee tastes like, first thing in the morning, you don't eat any food. And that is when you test out the different coffees, because that is when you do not have different flavoring within your mouth. And so when you talk about the flight of coffee, so what you're doing is, is it like cupping where you're kind of slurping the coffee? 
or are you sipping or you know, so for instance if i wanted to do that at home and i did a like an aeropress and let's say a chemix and a mocha pot how would you want me to to actually try each one i believe that a lot of them would do the slurping i like to sip i'm not a big slurper <laughs> <laughs> I'm not so, either. <laughs> so, so I typically will take a sip and let it like roll around my mouth mm -hmm. and then I'll take another sip. So I'm all about the sipping. Yeah. I, I think sipping is a little bit more elegant versus a slurping. Yeah. It's definitely more <laughs> dignified. Yes. <laughs> now, what about your boys? Have they tried any coffee or do you think they're too young for that? I would never have suggested they drink coffee because seriously, do boys need more energy? No. No. <laughs> but <laughs> my nine-year-old loves, loves iced coffees and will do anything. He will stand there and like, like basically like a little puppy. If, you're, if I'm drinking an iced coffee, he'll stand there just begging for me to make him one. So I Aww. have broken down. He gets iced coffees, but I do like 80% milk. 20% coffee because like I said, don't need more energy. No. And our <laughs> and our four-year-old, he does not like it. He's tried it many times and he says, me don't like coffee. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and he's not alone because I've heard from a number of people, they don't like coffee. And I don't know if it's a quiet, an acquired taste or it's just you take a sip one day and you're immediately in love with it. So I'm I'm not sure what the criteria is for, for different people, but I've had people say, I love, I love your podcast. I love your Instagram account, but I don't like coffee. And I'm like, that's okay. No worries. Yeah, I know. And like, for me, it was this slippery slope of, I love a latte. And then eventually it became like, it took me a couple of years for me to actually get to the black drinking. Mm -hmm. And so I, I feel like a lot of people must have to start with a lot of milk and eventually they're like, let's just do the real deal black stuff. Yeah. And I think for some coffees, like I think about um, certain coffees where you need that milk and sugar. And when it comes to coffees, your craft coffee, and I like to think about it as craft because you're putting your so much love and passion and attention to your coffees that you don't need a lot of milk or cream or sugar. You, you can drink it black because then you're tasting that really delicious flavor. Exactly. Yep. And that's where our coffee, it doesn't have that aftertaste because of the, of our style of roasting, which is often people don't like about coffee. They, they won't mind that first sip, but they don't want that aftertaste in their mouth. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a perception out there that sometimes coffee can be bitter. And so what do you say to that? I say that cheap beans that are not specialty can be bitter. Mm -hmm. But if you're buying good quality specialty beans, and you're roasting it in a way that it will not be bitter. None of our coffee is bitter, but often people who have said it's bitter, it'll often be a cheaper coffee that was an inferior bean and then roasted extremely dark to hide the inferior bean, okay. and therefore you're going to get a bitter cup of coffee. Now, my final question to you is, what is your favorite coffee of all your coffees? I actually have a hard time when we started our business, I would have said Berkeley blend hundred percent and it still is a favorite, but because we drink so many different kinds and I love variety that I would have to say, okay, so Berkeley still would be my go-to. Oh, there's so many good ones. <laughs> and then I love, I'm currently just loving Mexico. It's just so good. Mm. 
Yeah. And I love your coffee, your coffee from Mexico. It's, it, it reminds me of actually going to Mexico. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it just, and, and it's funny because when you think about the different regions, you know, like Ethiopia or Brazil, Mexico, you imagine yourself in those places, don't you? Yeah. And that's where we did not carry Mexico until January. And I was like, oh, because we love traveling to Mexico and love everything about it. And I was like, well, I'm going to bring Mexico to Canada because we can't go there. <laughs> and oh, it's just so good. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. Thank you so much, Colleen, for being here and sharing all that information about your business, your coffees, and the love of community and your passion for coffee. You can purchase a bag of Stone City Roasters coffee at any of the four locations of CA Manitoba, 870 Empress Street, 501 St. Anne's Road, Kildonan Place Shopping Centre, and 305 18th Street in Brandon. You can also purchase coffee online at caamanitoba.com. So until next time, enjoy your coffee, and let me know which one is your favorite of the Stone City Roaster coffees. Thanks so much for listening. If you like Coffee with Jenny B and want to know more, connect with Jenny on Instagram at Coffee with Jenny B. That's Jenny with a G. Until then, all you need is joy and more coffee. What happens when we play outside? We become healthier, both mentally and physically. We become more creative and more focused. We connect with nature, each other, and ourselves. Let's Take This Outside, a new podcast hosted by me, Marianne Iveson, an aspiring outdoor athlete and nature lover. I speak to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature, how it affects their performance and everyday life. Let's Take This Outside, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and at ivisonvoice.com slash podcast.